Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review, then we get into our vinyl pickups, what we've listened to, that leads into the songs of the week, and then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give us five stars on there. Uh, all the social media is at Asinine Radio, and we have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link, and we have a phone number you can call, leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. That phone number is 503-893-5307. Now that that is all out of the way, uh, let's get right into our fearless beer review. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. Go. I am. I am. I am. (laughs) I am. My my mother-in-law, Renee's mom, came over for like a day. And she brought seven cases of great. Yeah, long story. Stupid story. She brought okay. seven cases of Great White for me. Hot damn! This is uh, this is banned. This is a banned substance in Arizona. You just can't get it out here. You can't get it on a keg. You can't get it anywhere. That's just so, so bizarre. Um, yeah. So when she comes out, she always brings me a ton of it, and this is my favorite beer. This is so this is so fucking good. And now the changing of times here is getting hotter, and so I can't wait to uh, I don't know. Probably this weekend. Probably go in the pool for a bit. Maybe listen to oh. some tunes. And then yeah. uh, drink some Great Whites. Fucking what a weekend. It's, what a week. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. <laughs> it sounds fucking delicious. Yeah. So that's, I haven't uh, had a Great White since I was at your place. I never have it unless I'm with you. Oh, it's so good. It's just, it's like there's nothing really to it. You know, there's not a whole lot of stuff going on. It's just like, damn, that's a good fucking beer. Yeah, it's, it's like Pennywise. It's like, solid. There's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot of complexity. There's not like a whole lot of depth there. It's just like, that's fucking good. Mm-hmm. So you know, but it got a, a 78 score on on Beer Advocate, and our boy Raul did not um, rate it. So that was that that's was unfortunate. True. I wish you. I wish he would have rated it. That we. I mean, maybe he'll listen to this and then rate it now. But I wish he would have <laughs> rated it so I could uh, I could see his opinion on this. I know. It's really weird. He hasn't. It, doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's, from the, it's I mean, so it's, popular it's over here. It's California beer. Yeah, it's very popular here. But we miss we miss you, Raul. We miss we you. We miss you, Raul. All right. So I have um, <clears throat> I have a beer from a brewery called Goose Island. Pretty popular brewery. I think they, they distribute nationwide. Uh, this is a hazy IPA I've never I've never seen before. Never heard of. It's uh it's called Hazy Beer Hug. And um, yeah, it's 6.8 ABV. It pours out real nice and yellow, and uh, it says it was born in Chicago, 1988. But I guess it's the brewery, not the beer. But uh, it says it's a bright, sunshine, hazy, and uh, yeah, I don't know. That's about it. That's all I got for that. This is like an 18 ounce can. It's a, it's a or 19.2 ounce can. Oh. It's a big one. It's a big boy. Oh. So, so yeah, that's what I got. I got hazy beer hug. Uh, so be ready to just try this and then rank it or rate it. Uh. 
Okay, that's fine. Well, after we after we sip this and taste it for the first time, we are we are going to uh, rate it with our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer but give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So you ready? I'm ready, kid. Here we go. Oh, baby boy, baby boy. All right. So let's start with you with your uh, with your great white that you've never had before. I've never had it till right now. This is this is like candy. <laughs> Honestly, this is like candy. It's it's crisp. It's a little dry. So mm-hmm. you know you can you can drink more of them. It's not too sweet, but there's sweetness there. And I I I think this is like a perfect. This is a perfect beer. It's for sure a perfect summer beer. I think I drink I Sam Adams summer ale. As a substitute for this. Okay, that I, that makes sense, but I feel like Great White is still a little too sweet for how hot it gets out in Arizona. A little too, little too sweet. Even as it warms, like it's it's still good. Like it can be room temp, outside room temp, God's temp outside, as they call it. God's temp. <laughs> and yeah, it's fine. It's delicious. <laughs> All right, so gave yours a perfect three out of three. Yeah, three out of three. Come on. All right, so my uh, my my hazy beer hug, hazy IPA. It, this doesn't have a lot of flavor, and the little bit of flavor I do get is um, it's like floral, like it, like I don't even know what kind of flower, but it just it doesn't it doesn't really taste that great, but not horrible. Like I'll finish this, but there's very little flavor, and and honestly, I feel like that's most of Goose Island because they're just their beer is very forgettable, very very forgettable. I, you might, you'd probably agree with me on that one, right? Dude, people love Goose Island. Like, like people love that shit. I don't get it. Like, it's it's fine. It's average. But, damn, I, there's so many beers that I would rather have than a Goose Island. I don't get it. I don't get they're, it at all. They're but, fine, right? They're, yeah. Yeah, they, it's not great, but it's yeah. definitely not bad. So, I don't know. With... um. With this one, I'm just going to give it a two out of three because I would have it again if I was someplace and they didn't have any other hazy. I would get this. But otherwise, yeah, it's it's fine. It's just fine. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah, right. not a lot of flavor. Not a lot of flavor. And uh, our boy Raul did not leave a review for this one either. Dude, what is he doing? I don't know what he does. I never know what he does. God. So he should reach out to us and let us know that he's okay. So. Oh. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to uh, to our vinyl pickups, what we've listened to, uh, and that leads into our songs of the week. So what do you got? Go. Uh, first thing here is Ratatat. Ratatat. Oh, yeah, you got the... I got the their first here. album, Ratatat's Ratatat. This is uh, 2004. <laughs> this is, like I said, their first album. This is... So, like, Classics is I, 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 probably their most popular one, I would think. And that's the one that, that we got into or, or know more but um, yeah. this one, fucking great record. This is the one that that like got me into Ratatat, I guess, because it was a guy. I think his name was Evan. Worked at Virgin Records, and he was driving me to one of like the Virgin record parties at somebody's house, and he played Ratatat, mm-hmm. something from this album, and I liked it a lot. And then he told me to check out Classics, and that's how I like I really got into it. But this one. This one's very similar to classics. I mean, it's not much different between all of their songs. Anyway, uh, this doesn't hit as hard in like the melody department, 
But some mm-hmm. of these songs are just they're so much heavier than they are in classics. Like this is really much straight like a more straightforward like stripped down electronic thing here. There's a lot of songs that are just bare bones and just straight bass line and cool beat. And yeah. it kind of just builds on that. But it never builds to the point of like loud pipes from classics where there's all these uh, like soundscapes and noises. <coughs> it, it never gets to that point. It's just, it's just, you know, it's good straightforward like electronic stuff. I'm interested because I've never heard anything outside of classics. I don't know why, but classics, yeah. man, that that is such a good good record yeah a lot of nostalgia with it too a lot of nostalgia stupid good record perfect record it is it is yeah i I don't know why we haven't done that on the pod but i think we i I think we thought about it once and then realize it's instrumental and yeah (laughs) it's a little difficult that that would be pretty difficult to i don't know to 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 really get into because unless there's a melody there's really nothing there's nothing to like sneak your teeth into and talk about yeah I mean, we've only done one instrumental, and that was the Endless Summer soundtrack, but there was so much more to talk about than oh, yeah. the music itself, but yeah, yeah, we've like never Rat done an Attack. instrumental. Like, they're not like this huge band. Most people probably know them or recognize them from like the Kid Cudi stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's probably like their biggest claim to fame. I would I would have to agree. Yeah. Ah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. So what else you got? Uh, the next one is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Unlimited ah, love. Finally. Yeah. Finally. I yeah, I so forgot I had to not listen to this a second time. I just have a bunch of backlog now and I was kinda like flipping through and was like, damn, there's a lot of good shit here. So like all my stuff this week is just nothing but good shit. <laughs> and this is a dude, this is their twelfth album. Like I just it, it hit me again. When we did it when we talked about the chili peppers, when we did the pod, it hit me then. It hit me again now. Like this is their twelfth album. Like almost forty year career these guys have done. And mm-hmm. just put out twelve albums. Like that's not, it's not that's a pretty lot. good. Like that's a good ratio. Like I like that ratio. That means they're thinking about their stuff before they're putting it out. They're not doing one every couple of years. Like a lot of these yeah, bands, dude. True. Forty years, like they'll put out twenty, twenty-five albums. It's silly. I know, right? Twelve. I think corn. I think corner on their fifteenth album right now, and they their first one came out in ninety-four. So, <laughs> yeah, they see that proof is in the pudding <laughs> right there. It's not though, because corn is a hundred times better than, than uh, the Chili Peppers. That's that's and that's so, the truth. That's so false. It's not even funny. Well, um, you're wrong, dude. This record's surprising. It's 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 got like the smoothness of By the Way, and reminds me of yeah. of like Stadium Arcadium and and like how the songs are written, but it's just way groovier. It's way better. Fleece just slays it. We've talked about that constantly. Chad Smith uh, the whole... has some surprisingly good beats, and even though like it never really tears it up the way. Like they used to, it's just mm-hmm. a damn good record. It's a good re- like return to form. Everybody's great. There's like no electronic filler, which is fine. Like the the prior album to that, the, the Danger Mouse album, that was fine. I liked it. Yeah, that was a cool record. But this just this just sounds like a band that's like really just enjoying playing together again <clears throat> and really just I don't know getting in the groove and just seeing where it goes. And the longer this album played, and like the deeper I got into it, the more I really liked it. Like I just I I just kept thinking, damn, there were like no, even like the singles that came out, I've come to kind of appreciate them more, and I don't think there's any like stinkers on here, and there's very little filler. Yeah, I mean, there's to me, there's two songs that I just I don't like, and one of them is a single, is that that first single that I think is like Black Summer or something. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it now. I think it is. I I just I I can't stand that song, but you know then I I mean that's the first song on the on the album, but then after right. that. 
it just it picks up and it to the rhythm section is probably the best it's ever been i i really i really think that and chad smith's drumming on this is the best he's ever done on any record any chili peppers record this is his best by far it he, is. he fucking kills it's crazy it. it is crazy how good this is and i just i i, I don't know I, I really like how how kind of simple it is because there's I, not a how, whole lot going on there's not and for shante really just kind of sits back on the record he doesn't do a whole lot it, it, it's a lot like um I don't know what record that he kind of like sits back on. This is like the first time he's ever been this restrained. Yeah. On really any Chili anything. Peppers record. There's a, no. there's a ton of songs where all he's doing is just hitting a couple high notes here and there just to accent the music. Yeah. And it's I, like almost like he's taking like the bass role. Yeah. You know? He's the rhythm section and Flea is the lead. They reverse the roles. It's super rad. This is, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy with this. I'm glad I got it. And um, yeah. It's fucking know. good. It's good stuff. It's yeah. really good. Good, good stuffs. Good stuff. So get into that. Next one. Next one's by yes. a band called The Heptones. This is their album, Changing Times. This is like their fucking 15th album from the mid-80s. But these guys have been around since uh, just about the beginning of, of the ska, rocksteady, reggae scene. They're, mm-hmm. uh, they're a vocal group that sang ska music and then like transitioned to rocksteady and then to reggae. So like they've, they've been like just around since the beginning with like the Wailers and just have done it all. I heard about these guys because um, when I worked at Virgin, I was in charge of the I was in charge of the reggae section, which also included like world music, and then mm-hmm. I was in charge of like some other stupid thing that I couldn't remember that I probably just stole from anyway. But <laughs> a lot of these like that that's how I I got into a lot of the reggae stuff was when I worked at Virgin and just seeing these names over and over as I'm putting CDs back, and then being able to like take the cds with me because i don't know they got new copies in or something so there's just bins of just cds you could just take probably similar at that at tower records i would think maybe what do you mean just just what do you mean just take them just take them home like you can just have them they're, they're either oh yeah like like the promo cds and stuff yeah yeah oh yeah yeah we had just like like honestly like thousands you just bins and bins of them just yeah completely but most of it was just trash yeah most of it oh, was for sure garbage yeah a lot of pop stuff yeah but these guys also work with Lee Perry, work with the Upsetters, so that's like their golden era stuff. That's like mid seventies, I think mid seventies. Mm-hmm. But this one's this one's good. I really like it. It's just straightforward, kind of like pop poppier reggae. It's not super slow. They're 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 a vocal group, right? They 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 sing yeah. and they have people play with them in a band and whatever. But it's good. It's just really good reggae. I like it. They do a cover of uh, "Do You Really Want to Hurt Me," the uh, Culture Club song. Oh. That's weird. And it is very bizarre. It's it's weird, but but I like it. I dig. So I mean, it, really, that's not that bad of a song. But to have like a to have a band like this do it, it's it's strange. I mean, I think the song's great, but <laughs> oh, you have a Culture Club record, don't you? You know it, baby. <laughs> I think I put it on uh, our list too of things I want to do. It's on there. Yeah, it's on there. Yeah, down here. It's a good album. It is a pretty, 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 pretty good album. Well, we'll eventually do it, I guess. So, what else you got? Uh, RTJ three got around to listening to this one again, and Finally. this is uh, their third album, 2016. My favorite, my favorite RTJ line is from this album on the song mm-hmm. "Talk to Me" when Killer Mike is talking about like using hip hop as 
as a militant tool to inspire change. He says, he says, militant Michael might go psycho. And it's just, dude, like, there's just, first of all, there's just so much cool shit in that line alone. But then the yeah. way he says it, it's so aggressive. It's so, it's so like, like, I'm about ready to snap. You can, like, hear him yeah. say that. You can hear it in the tone in his voice. And later on in the such song, commanding voice. in the bridge, when the bridge drops in that same song, and, and he yells, and he, and he yells like, "I told you all, suckers! I told you all!" And like, he just sounds like he's so upset and sure of himself, so conceited. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, he's the best. He is the best. I love Killer Mike so much. And honestly, like, we just bought RTJ too. And again, like, I listened to that one the the first time around. I was like, God, this is so fucking good. Like, there's no way RTJ three can be better. There's just no way. And it is. It's, it's remarkable. And oh, four is even better. I don't get it. I don't. They're I don't unbelievable. Get it. It's not even They're fair. fucking unbelievable. No, it's not. It's stupid. It's, it's very, very stupid. Yeah, so oh, that, was I love it. that was that was that was fun. All um, right. Yeah, dude. That's it. Last. That's it. Except for my my pick of the week. Let's get into that. Yeah. So um, this I think I bought this from Amazon. No. Yeah, I bought it from Amazon because nobody else has Did it. You? Yeah, I don't remember you buying it from Amazon. I, I got it from Grace or something. I asked you to get get it for me, but you just took it for yourself instead. So, <laughs> therefore, I had to yeah, the one to, copy, uh, the one copy. You know, yeah. I asked you to get it for me, and you took it for yourself. So, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, Sum Forty One. Their album does look infected. It's their second album or third album if you count Half Hour Power, which like dude, thirty minutes. It's too long for an EP. It's stupid. It's an album. It's an album. But uh, this is my favorite album. I, I think this is just a perfect blend of their their heavy stuff with like their goofy lighter stuff. Like All Killer wasn't this heavy, and Chuck isn't this pop punky. It's just yeah, a great yeah. in between record. But um, I don't know, man. The, like the one two three punch of all three of those records I just mentioned is just like stupid good, stupid I good. Like I can't. Who cares? Like which one is better? Because they're they're all three equally almost fantastic. Yeah, they never get old either. But this, um, so I don't know, they, like, this is this made people aware that Sum Forty One could do heavier metal type stuffs, even though they've been doing it since like day one, the beginning. If you were listening, if you listen to Half Hour Power, there's a lot of metal in there. There's a lot of metal and all killer. But for yeah. whatever reason, this is when people thought like, "Oh my god, these guys are like a metal band kind of." <laughs> I think it's because cool. the single, the main single from this record, had a lot of metal elements, but the stuff on All Killer, they were all like straight up pop punk hits. True. I think that's really what it is. Yeah. But yeah, that's, um, I don't know, that's what I picked. My my song is, uh, what did I pick? Oh, Thanks for Nothing. Yeah, Thanks for Nothing. That's a good one. God, this has it. a bit of everything. This yes. is a song that has everything in it. It's just like the entire, the, most of the song is just like one thing. And then the Thanks for Nothing part towards the end is just like, where the fuck did this come from? Oh, it's so heavy. It's, it's so, so fucking cool. heavy. The, just the way they say, Thanks for Nothing. And just like let that bleed out a little bit. Oh, dude, this song yeah. is so perfect. It's fucking fantastic. So here's a little bit of uh, Thanks for Nothing from some 41s.
There you go. The sums and their song, Thanks for Nothing. Good fucking song. Great fucking album. This is such a killer album. It's so damn good. And they did like a, I don't know, like they did a good job with this pressing. It's a colored variant, which is cool, mm-hmm. matches the cover. But there's a big old fat booklet involved that like has yeah. all the lyrics in it and there's pictures. Like it's a fucking killer like pressing. I love it. Yeah, they did a great job with this with this pressing. I was very surprised at the detail and, and effort that went into it. Like very, I would never and it was like thirty five dollars on Amazon. So I like I would never complain about paying thirty five dollars for something like this. There's a lot of yeah, stuff with yeah. this. And then it's a great album to boot. So Absolutely. Did we do this record or did we do All Killer? We did like all a killer. year ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't oh, remember. Killer. Good stuff, man. Great fucking, or great band at the time. They've really kind of fallen out of my favor. They they plummeted pretty hard. Chart. They plummeted pretty yeah. hard and just never kind of like recuperated from it. No. Nope, nope, nope. But I mean, these three records, dude, like they're damn near untouchable, so. Good stuff, man. Even even Half Hour of Power is, is solid. For a band's first effort, right. it has some good stuff on it. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, so you all go with the vinyl. That's it. Okay. So I only I have a few things. Only a few things this week. Uh, first things first, because that's a great place to start, right? Uh, is a tribe called Quest. Their record, Low End Theory, second record from 1991. Uh, this is the VMP pressing, the Vinyl Me Please pressing. I listened to this three times this week. I mean, I. I think VMP put out some of the best pressings of any record. Uh, just the packaging, the the record itself, the sound quality, everything is just top notch with the VMP. Mm. I fuck, dude, they they're solid. They are solid, and this pressing is fucking amazing. Uh, no. But <laughs> low end theory. I mean, we we talked about this when we did Tribe Called Quest a few weeks, like a month ago, two months ago, when we did it. And um, I don't know. This is this might actually be my favorite Tribe album now. Oh, after all is said and done, like this this record is just it's unbelievably good. the 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 deep tones are so rich and they just sound so good. Everything about this is fucking awesome. Everybody just rapping is absolutely perfect. Love it. Love Low End Theory. So yeah. Uh, so this is what? my favorite Tribe album. And I mean the packaging is fantastic. I think it sounds phenomenal. It and, really does. Uh, it's it's at forty five. And yeah. it I don't know, dude, it sounds like it sounds incredible. And I, I put my speakers up to the max and like the highs and the lows, both of them. Like you could tell there's so much range in between the two and it like on record it sounds great. It sounds great. It really does. Uh, so this next thing here is uh I picked this one up from White Rabbit here in Fullerton. This is actually a bootleg. It's uh, Marilyn Manson. It's their first record, Portrait of an American Family, from 1994. Uh, we did talk about this record pretty extensively, actually, on the podcast with Skip a little while back. And uh, yeah, this is a this is a fucking killer record. And I, I I like this record so much more now that we're not listening to it in the context of the, all of their records. You know, it, it just gives it a completely different kind of feel and sound than I actually remember. And dude, it's so fucking good. This is like for a bootleg. This is a really good pressing. It's like a translucent green. The packaging's nice. It's not like overly bootleg looking, you know, like yeah. the Limbiscuit thing that I have. 
and various other records. But this is a this is a good really good bootleg. So this is my yeah. favorite Manson album when we did uh, when we did the Manson episode. I know, I know. Surprisingly, I can't so, believe you like this one. That's <laughs> it's a good one, you know. Because you should <laughs> when we when you and I listened to it in your car when you listened to it for the first time, you had no reaction. Because he opens it up with what was it? I, I'm the fucking god. I'm the god of fuck. Yeah, something like that. I yeah. am the god of fuck. Yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I think like, I asked you, I was like, is he is he serious? Like, is this how it's going to be? Is he serious, or is this kind of like he's just being like a tool and obnoxious? <laughs> but I don't know. It's fun because uh, I, I don't think he takes any of it seriously. I, I don't think so either. at this point, at, at least. I think throughout it was career, all purely shock. Some, some stuff seriously, way too seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Portrait of an American Family, great fucking record. Um, I know White Rabbit, White Rabbit, they they get them in every once in a while, so I'm still waiting to see when they do. So, yeah, you know, you could have your own copy. Well, again, they got one in, and I asked you to get it for me, and then you took it for yourself. So that's two now. Ah, Some 41 and this one. That's two. Fritz. Oh, it's actually three. It's actually three, because remember Kesha as well. Kesha, yeah. Fritz, that's three. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Um, and uh, the next thing here I got from, well, we got this one from Amazon. We both got this one. It's Slipknot. It's Iowa. It's second record from 2001. Mm. This is the, only the second time it's ever been pressed after the the, the original pressing from 2001. And uh, this is a this is a good sounding record. I listened to it twice. And dude, it, it, hits, it hits so fucking hard. I was actually very impressed by the quality of this particular record. I, I had low expectations for it, but. Really? Why? I don't know. I, I I think it was just because it's been so long since it was pressed and there was no promotion for it. There's no there was no hype except for stuff like on Reddit threads and some record stores. So I just had very low expectations. And uh yeah, dude, it fucking it blew me away. I just I fucking love <laughs> this album. And then I don't know if you noticed or no, you and I talked about it actually. A lot of record stores locally and online, they were expecting to get in like a lot of copies of it. And they only ended up getting two or three, so yeah. like Rolling Rex, they they Rolling Rex even put up a pre-order a few weeks ago, and they had to cancel all of them but two because they only got two copies in. White Rabbit only got two copies in. Port of Sound got one one copy in, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, Grace over here got like four. It's insane. I know. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's the worst nice. is having to cancel a pre-order. Like that's yeah. fucking bullshit. But then how many mm-hmm. did Amazon get? What, what do you think? Like a thousand. Uh, this one I'm really curious about because I was after after seeing like I mean, we, we've had bad experiences with Amazon canceling orders and I thought for sure that was good that's what was going to happen with this one. I feel but, like at some point like Amazon is just going to tell I don't know or or pay full price for these records rather than like Grace Records who gets a discount you know fifteen twenty percent whatever it is Amazon yeah. has no problem just paying full price for the record not making any money on it in hopes that when someone's buying it online. They just buy other shit on Amazon. There's the, I I I I love this album. I think it's great. But there's one song, and I don't remember what it was. Cause I only listened to it once thus far. Mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. a there's a slower song on this that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Do, do you remember what it is? Maybe the last song, Iowa, because the last song is, it's like a twelve minute song or something like that, and it's, it's pretty slow and kind of trudges along. It's no, it's 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 definitely like a singing song, and and they slow it down. It's it's not like an aggressive um, song. Left behind, maybe. Possibly. Even wait, I'm not even gonna try to sing it. I'm not even gonna try to sing it. I was Ooh, sing it, going sing to, it. Oh. Nah, I can't do it. 
thing. Keep singing your mind it right might now. be left behind. Yes, I am. Or maybe Purity. No, Purity's not on this record. What am I thinking? What song is it? I'll let you know next week when I when I do my second listen through. I'll make a note of it. All right, you do that. You do that. I will. I just okay. said I'm gonna do it. They they're gonna fucking do it. Thank you. Oh, it might be Gently, either Gently or Left Behind. Those are the two that kind of. I mean, Gently's like a like a quiet song, and Left Behind's a little bit heavier, but it's it's very melodic. But I don't know. Whatever. Good okay. stuff. That's good. Sounds good. Love I like my copy. Love Sounds Ila. great. I love the metallic packaging. Shiny. Yeah, it cool. looks nice. Variants nice. I'm glad it's a gatefold too. I was kind of worried it was going to be for the two LPs. I was worried it was going to be a uh, a single single jacket. I hate that shit so much. I know it's so annoying. A lot, you know who does that a lot is music on vinyl, and that pisses me off. They package a I lot of the corn one is is just single. Yeah, it's like so that. fucking annoying. It right. is. It's super annoying. And like, and then sometimes they won't even make the the opening bigger. Like like sometimes they'll make it actually bigger, and so mm-hmm. the top seam and the bottom seam are longer yeah to fit both lps in there comfortably but then sometimes they won't even do that so you just shove them in there and like it's gonna split <laughs> oh it's easily. gonna split at that point like i i i would put put them outside of the actual jacket which i don't even like yeah. doing but sometimes you gotta I don't do either it. people die by that but i don't i don't like doing it yeah same here all right uh so the last thing here is my pick of the week and uh this is a bootleg as well <laughs> Why is this, why is this, why is this funny to you? Because you had a lot of good stuff that you came with, and this is what you <laughs> fucking picked. <laughs> so this is uh yeah like I said this is a bootleg. It's never been pressed before, uh, officially. There's only other one other bootleg pressing from a couple years ago, but this one came out this year, and uh, it's Corn. It's their Unplugged album. So they did Unplugged back in December of 2006 on MTV, and the the record the Unplugged CD was released on March in March 2007. And uh, it's not that great. It's fine. It's just fine. But I, I wanted to bring a song to the pod because I know you've never listened to this and I wanted to know how much you hated it. So I put up um, I put up Got the Life for you to listen to, the acoustic version of Got the Life, and also their cover of Radiohead's Creep because I'm sure you you would love that one as well. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. Should, should I play Got the Life and then talk about it or what, what do you want to do? Whatever you want to do, you can play it. Then we'll uh, then you'll we'll, you'll shit we'll, on it. We'll sing its praises afterwards. Sure. <laughs> All right. So here's uh here's got the life acoustic from the corns. I think this is the most talking I've ever done in my whole career. <laughs> We're gonna play you got the life.
There you have it. Got the life. Acoustic. From the greatest band in the world, Corn. Right? Um, no, none of those things I agree with. Not the acoustic <laughs> part, not the greatest band in the world, nothing. <laughs> so how much did you hate it? I'm, I really want to know. I hated this a lot. <laughs> I knew you so, would. So I, I, I started with Creep because uh-huh. I was just I'm ter- I was terrified to listen to the Got the Life one. I can only imagine. So I started with uh, Creep and it starts off with him like talking mm-hmm. and he sounds like he's he's like deliberately trying to be sad and and sullen and you know soft spoken and he's got kind of nasally. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is already dumb. <laughs> and then uh, like I don't I don't really I I don't I don't hate the song Creep, but I mean I, I would never change it. But it's not like my go-to Radiohead pick in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But I don't know. It was fucking boring. I, I thought they did a boring job for a boring song. Don't care. So they moved on to uh, Got the Life. And wow, man, this was bad. This was awful. This was so bad that I did not finish it. And then I really? went and listened to the studio version of Got the Life just to get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh. This is one of the worst, like renditions i've ever heard from any band ever i'm surprised you hated it that much this was so fucking bad wow because i mean you love the real song the actual song i don't love it i think it's good you do you you, you just you just say that you don't just to get a get into a reaction out of me i would never buy the bite on actually i did try and buy it on vinyl i got ripped off fucking idiot (laughs) that's what you get that's what you get just kidding. That's what I get for trying to pay eight dollars for all the leader. <laughs> no, uh, but honestly, dude, like this was bad. This was yeah, so it's not dumb. That great. It's not that great. And 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 at some point, the the doo 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 or whatever the the high notes are. That thing is a different song. That I just hummed. But the, yeah, the high parts are just doing like har- harmonics, and it sounded like shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. It just wasn't good. Yeah, I know. It wasn't. It's not the best. Not the best rendition. But this uh, the the whole unplugged thing had had a lot of charm. Had a lot of charm. Uh, well, maybe you had to be there, I guess, <laughs> because I didn't. I didn't hear any of that charm. Tell you that much right now. They 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 did this in front of fifty people, so it was very very intimate. Amy Lee from Evanescence sang "Freak on a Leash" with him, and uh, and then Robert Smith from The Cure sang "Make Me Bad" with him. You got to listen to that one. You'll fucking hate that even more than "Got the Life." Definitely not going to do that. Ever. You got to do it, man. It's you'll hate it way more than "Got the Life." And then they do a little bit of a Cure song, but I can't remember what Cure song it is. But in in between days, I'm looking up the oh, is that what it was? Okay. Listening right now, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you got you got it. You got to listen to it sometime. I'll remind you. I would like to hear his his scatting on Freak on a Leash, though. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't do the format. scat. He doesn't do the scat. Oh, yeah, he doesn't was. do it. <laughs> 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 he just go. I think it. Yeah, he just he just says go a lot because you know how it, before. After he does all the scatting, he yells "go" and then the, everything drops again. But he just go, he just goes like "go, go!" Like after every bar, he'll say "go." And then Amy Lee does this like go, just go. you know vocal melody over it, no words. But God, man, I'm, I'm like some of these songs. Listening to Twisted Transistor, it's probably so <laughs> yeah, bad. It's, that one's not good either. God, that's got to be so bad. <laughs> and the only reason they did that song was because that that album had come out like a, a year, like literally a year before they did this performance. So it was like a fresh single for them. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, I know, I know. Who's I know. the uh, Who's the drummer for Corns? So drummer, the drummer David David Severia, he quit the band like a month before 
they did this performance. So yeah. the, David wasn't on it. it. Was I forgot the the guy who played like drums and percussion on this? But yeah, like, it was. Jo- oh Jockum? yeah, yeah, Jockum. Yeah, he was Jockum? also there. He was also there. Um, their percussionist yeah. for like two years. But yeah, before Joey came, because Joey, because David quit, and then Joey Jordison played drums with Corn for like a year, and then Joey left. Frank Bazio, well, not Frank Bazio. Terry Bozio was in Corn, and then Ray Luzier is the the current drummer joined the band. Wow, so. this just sounds all bad. It's all good, man. It's all good. All Do good. you honestly like listen to this through and through and, and and feel satisfied afterwards? No, 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 no. There's no way. It's this. It, this to me, this record is just more fun because it's so stupid. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, I agree. It's it is very stupid. And then reading about it, like they tried really hard, so it, it's kind of <laughs> sad. It sounds like it does sound like they, they are tried, trying really hard. They tried really hard. It sounds and, like yeah. shit. Yeah, yep. terrible reviews. Yeah, it doesn't have good good reviews at all. Whatever though. I feel like I feel like even if I listened to this whole thing, I would still probably put on like I only have one, but I would put on corn's corn just to get all of this taste out of my mouth. <laughs> uh I get it. I get it. I just wanted you to hear because I know you would never listen to it unless I brought it to the pod. That is true. So that's pretty much I why it's just, my pick. Yeah, that was bad. That was impressive. Thank you. But thank you. It did. Uh, it did get me to put at least one more listen on uh, Got the Life on Spotify. Exactly, man. You got it. You got to listen to it like maybe four hundred more times this year. So it's your number one song. It's like a dollar an hour. So. <laughs> All right, so that's all I got. Um, now let's uh, get into some new music, other happenings in the music world. And uh, the first thing is Kendrick Lamar put out a record called Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Now, isn't that, wait, that's the name of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of this? Because I listened to this as well, but I'm really curious what you think. Uh, so I, I only listened to it once thus far. Um, I don't think it's his best. Um, I think there's a lot more, there's a lot more like, like, uh, insecurity with this one. It sounds like, mm-hmm. cause it's, it's not, it's, it's not quite as, as cocky as to pimp a butterfly. It's not quite as, as charming as good kid, mad city. And I'm not a big fan of damn. That was his last album. Yeah. That but that one bad. had just like, that was just really well produced. That was really well put together, but I still like this a lot. Like for sure, if there's a vinyl pre-order, I'm going to pre-order this because I think he's absolutely fantastic. I think he's honestly, I think he's like a top ten rapper all time. Just the way he can, he's his voices. He has different cadences. He can like switch beats. He can go like the fast trap shit that the kids like, and he can Mm -hmm. kind of do like the old school gangster stuff that the old folks like, and like all of these things just make him just like a really great rapper. And then he just tells fantastic stories. I love it. I, I like this. I like this album. I do. It'll take me a couple more listens to really, really see if I love it. Yeah. yeah. As of right now, I, I like it. I would like as of right now, just as a blanket statement, I would give it at least a two out of three. Wow. That's yeah. pretty high. That's pretty pretty high. I don't I don't think I could go down, but I, I think it would go up. So I listened to this record I... once. <laughs> I listened to this record once and it was hard for me to get through it. I really didn't enjoy it. I did not enjoy it at all. I don't get Kendrick Lamar. I don't understand why people like him so much. Like I okay. want to like, I want to like him so much. I really do. I he 
there isn't i just don't i don't i don't like it i don't think he's that great and i I, and i don't know why the high vocal thing he does i really don't like the high vocals i really really don't like that (laughs) and i don't even think the beats are that they don't really they don't do anything for me i just don't i don't get it at all and this is a long record it was like over an hour long yeah and it was tough it was really tough to get through and i really really gave it a shot but i don't I don't understand why people like him so much. I really I mean, he's don't. He's for sure probably like the best rapper of this generation, but I also would put him in like the top 10, for sure top 15 of all time. I don't know what I'm missing. I really don't know what I'm missing, Jeff. It, okay. it bugs me. I just, I don't know because I, I want to like him so bad. But it just falls so flat for me. Whatever though. Okay. It's That's not for right. me. Not for me. I mean, like we've listened. You you have now listened to everything he has put out. Yeah, I have. But there was the I one record that was that was pretty good. The what was it? Butterfly. The one. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That one was good. But especially the damn record. That record. I hated that record. That record was terrible. But people <laughs> love it. It was like his most popular record. I just it's silly boy talk. It really is. But okay, okay, uh, whatever. So, so a new song that was released this week uh, came from My Chemical Romance. It's called "The Foundations of Decay." It's a six-minute song. It's the first song they put out, I think, in eight years. And uh, what do you think of this one? Um, this is I don't know, stupid. I, I don't <laughs> I don't understand the point of this. It's extremely dramatic. Yeah, but it never goes anywhere. Nothing ever happens. Nothing exciting ever happens. Mm-hmm. Like I, it. I don't know. I, I expected just him to to scream and yell because he can do that pretty well in like the pop emo sense. Yeah, but that really never happens either. And I don't know. This is just like it wasn't terrible. It was just forgettable. I don't care at all. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, for a band that hasn't put anything out for eight years, everybody's been wanting them to do something. And I mean, I think most of their music is very underwhelming in general. I I just, they're one of those bands too. I don't understand why people like them so much. I've really wanted to like them as well, but I, there's nothing that's really connected with me outside of a few we songs. Did, we did Black Parade, didn't we? Not in the new format. We did it a yeah, long did, time ago. Right. We did Black Parade because we thought that it was good because yeah. when it came out, we were all about it. And then we listened to it and realized like it's pretty shit. Yeah. It's not it's, that good. It's, it's pretty pretty bad. There's, I mean, besides like the title track, which is fun. I don't, I don't know if I say it was good. It's fun. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a pretty shitty album. The band is just, I I don't understand either. And people, I don't get it. People have made the comparisons with this song that they're like, oh, this is like this is they're like the new Smashing Pumpkins. You know, they're they they're just so iconic and people love them so much. And and dude, I don't I don't hear any of. Oof, probably the, made you so mad. It's just irritating. It's just like, dude, <laughs> Billy Corgan is just Steaming his beans. An, an infinitely better, infinitely better songwriter, guitar player, everything than anybody in My Chemical Romance. And Jimmy Chamberlain, come on, fucking forget about it. The guy is one of the greatest drummers of all time. Fucking idiot. I mean, and you, oh, and you know what's even more irritating? I've talked about it before. Jared Alexander is the drummer for my chemical romance and jared alexander is a fucking amazing drummer and i understand playing to a song like a drummer playing to the song but his playing on this song is just so 
boring. Like knowing his potential and what he can do, like all the cool, crazy fills to like uh, to to accent certain parts of the song could have made it so much better. But it was so basic and so disappointing. Jared Alexander is just too fucking good. I mean, this, this, this is what you get. I, this I mean, is what you get when you when when like the money is too fucking yeah. good. Talk about just phoning it in for a paycheck. I mean, that's that's seriously what that, it seems but like. That, but that's a paycheck, though. Yeah, it is. It is quite the paycheck. Even as a touring member, you know, because he's not even official. Me- he's not even an official member. He's just a touring touring guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. Know. I've never. I've never understood the My Chemical Romance thing. And even when Black Parade came out, and I remember liking that and verbally telling people, I do like this song and that album at the time for whatever reason. And and people would would like clap back with, well, I've been a My Chemical Romance fan way before this. And then, I don't know, listening to it in high school, going back and listening to their first stuff, I was like, why? Yeah. Why have you been a My Chemical Romance fan before this? Because like, they're shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't honest, get it, They're man. not very good. They're they're theater theater kid they're theater kids who try to play rock music, that's or at least that's Gerard Way, he's a theater kid that tries to play rock music, and it's just, eh, I don't know. not for me, I don't get it. They don't they don't fit in anywhere. They they really don't. Like they don't fit in like the 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 punk rock realm, the emo, the yeah. screamo. There's no post hardcore here. Like they they do like a little bit of everything so they can capture like a wide audience. Yeah, but they do yeah. none of it very well. I would agree with you. Yeah, that, that's a good. That's a good one. That is good. But Con <laughs> They've tricked everybody. They've yeah. Uh, yeah. God, all right, so good too. <laughs> that, that's all I got for my Kim. I just, good. It's unbelievable. I shit on for two two hours. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna we got to do my chemical romance again. We got to do them again on the pod. That I mean that would be fun. Because I I like I like shitting on on things like this. <laughs> people like uh, people will kill dude, people will kill for my chemical romance. They I will. know it's it's insane. Done it before. It's insane. All right, so uh, this last thing here is uh, from Soulfly. They put out a new song called Superstition, and uh, I mean honestly, if you like Sepultura, especially old Sepultura, obviously, and anything Soulfly, this is this is just good Soulfly, right? I mean, good heavy music. I mean, I honestly, I liked it. I did. I didn't think I was gonna like it. I, but I, I dug it. I thought it was good. I thought it was heavy. It's good I stuff, dug. man. Yeah, I mm. dug, baby. Good stuff. So we're not gonna play it. We're not gonna play either song because we don't want to. Uh, so the last thing here, just some some quick music news. Uh, if you don't know already, and you live in the U.S., Smashing Pumpkins are going on tour with Jane's Addiction this fall. So uh, check that out. Go to that. It's probably going to be a fucking awesome show. Um, so, yeah, get into that. And also, Billy Corgan confirmed that the n- next Smashing Pumpkins album is coming out soon, and it's going to be a 33-song triple album. So, huh. bet you're excited for that one, huh? Yeah. I'll probably pre-order it, though, in case it sells out. You know. Oh, it's going to sell out for sure. For sure. You know. <laughs> you know. This is supposed to be the, the third part of the trilogy, so Melancholy is the first part. Machina one and two is the second, and this is the 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 final part of that trilogy. This will be, so we'll see we'll see how that goes. But I love me some Smashing Pumpkins. I, All right, dude, I don't fucking understand. You will someday. You will someday. You got to listen to them a few more times. 
You'll get it. Oh, oh, you know what? There, it already sold out. I was gonna say they just um, like a few days ago they they repressed or found a bunch of extra copies of Melancholy and Siamese Dream, and they all went up online and sold out within like seconds. Perfect. Yeah, fucking stupid. Grace has a copy or something of Melancholy. I don't know if it's it's probably a bootleg. I it's would probably assume. the bootleg. Is it is it the cover yeah. with the the girl on the star? It looks like your copy. Oh, it looks like mine. Yeah. Shit. Then it's probably probably official. Because the because right. the the one I have is like it, it's official and it has the alternate cover, but the the bootleg that's been floating around the last year year and a half, it's the original cover with the girl on the the blue cover with the girl on the star, that's the bootleg, that's been right. floating around. But anyway, I don't know. That's all I got for this uh, for new music and stuff. Got anything else? No, that's uh, that's it. That's all. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you all for listening. You know, go to give us five stars on Apple Music, Spotify, and uh, keep listening to all your friends. And that's it. That's all. That's all. To the court. Oh.